Hello, everyone, and welcome to Just a Position, the podcast where we explore mental health, vulnerability, and personal life journeys. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already, and listen to new episodes out every Thursday wherever you listen to your podcasts. It is time for another Answering Skincare Questions episode. I've decided I'm going to do these monthlies because a little bit monthly because you guys enjoyed the last one I did so much. So I'm honestly really happy to see that you guys are enjoying these episodes because they're a lot less stressful than doing the live streams that I used to do when I would answer your guys's questions. It gives me a little bit less pressure. I'm here in my room. It's a chill vibe. It's midnight because of course I'm filming super fucking late because I can never film at a reasonable time during the day. And we're feeling good. We're feeling great. We're caffeinated. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm uh, really excited to get into these questions. You guys submitted so many questions the last time I asked that I didn't even post a new Q&A on my Instagram, which if you want to ask questions in the future, make sure you go follow me on Instagram because that's where I always post the questions that you guys can ask. But I got so many last time that I was like, okay, I can make like four different podcast episodes out of these responses. So I am sourcing from the last time I asked you guys in February. I have all the questions here pulled up. I'm super excited to get into them. I just want to start off the episode by saying thank you guys so much to everyone who has asked these questions. Your trust means a lot that you guys would be, you know, willing to ask me questions and hear my advice, whatever I have to give. And of course, <clears throat> excuse me, as always, I want to say um, I am, you know, not a dermatologist. I am not a health expert. Um, if you do have any serious concerns about your skin, please go see your esthetician or dermatologist to get that shit treated. This is, of course, recommendations based off of the products that I've tried and what I've seen as I've worked in the skincare industry. But by all means, please do not take this as medical advice because that's not what it is. But without further ado, let's just get into the questions that you guys asked. I'm super excited to respond to them and let's just jump into it. Zaria asked a really good question. I don't think I've been asked this before, but it did throw me a little bit for a loop. I was like, hmm, I really have to think about this one. She asked, if you could choose your top three skincare brands, what would they be and why? And this is so hard for me because, oh my God, it's like brand, choosing brands is so difficult because every brand, well, I mean, most brands have at least one product that I like and, you know, some of them have a bunch of products that I like and it's really difficult to like tier them. But I remember doing a video on my YouTube channel, which you guys should watch if you haven't already, where I ranked all the different skincare brands that I've talked about on my channel that I love um, and kind of ordered them from my favorite to my least favorite. And of course, number one, I just have to say it, Selfless by Hiram um, naturally is my number one pick because I was able to help formulate the product. So it's literally exactly what my skincare philosophy is and everything that I look for in a brand. So Selfless by Hiram is my number one pick, but I figure that's a given. The other two, I would have to say, I remember saying that tying my brand or like, it's so hard to like say it's a tie because it's really not. I, I do like my brand more, but this brand, I absolutely love love Crave Beauty. Um, it, it's just a phenomenal brand. Every single one of their products, well, almost every single one of their products I use on a regular basis, like fantastic formulas. Leah Yu is a genius and an inspiration to me just in the dedication that she puts into the products she formulates. Uh, the Great Barrier Relief is an incredible product that I think everyone should use because it's so good for repairing your moisture barrier and really helping to heal your skin. I use the Makeup Rewind um, Cleansing 
product every day too to help remove sunscreen from my face before I go in with my cleanser. What else do I use? Oh, the Matcha Hemp Hydrating Cleanser. Such a good product and one that's really grown on me over time, especially when my skin is a little bit more on the drier side. Such a good brand. If you haven't tried Crave Beauty already, I highly, highly recommend them. And then I'd say the third would have to be the Inky List. Um, I love the Inky List because they have a product for pretty much any issue that you are experiencing with your skin, but at an affordable price point, good quality ingredients. I mean, I was able to partner with them to launch Selfless by Hiram. So I've believed in them ever since I first discovered them. Incredible brand, incredible products, um, good ingredients, and they have a solution for literally anything that you need, um, which is why they will always be, you know, in my top. So I'd say Selfless, Crave, Inky list. They're all tied <laughs> basically. I mean, they're all so good. Um, and yeah, I'd have to say those are probably my top three brands. Tricky question, but I like it. Rihanna asked, what is the best order for skincare products? I do get this question a lot and I know it seems a little bit confusing because you do hear so many like rules and steps and guidelines around like how you should apply your products. And I think there is a general like system you should follow. I will say I'm not the person that believes like you have to be so precise and a product's only going to work if you apply it in this exact order. Um, for the majority of products, I don't think that's like applicable. Um, but I think there's a general guideline that you should follow. Obviously the first is cleanser. So you want to use your cleanser first to remove any dirt, make up sunscreen from your skin. If you do have like a cleansing balm or a cleansing oil, you obviously want to use that before a water-based cleanser um, because a cleansing balm or a cleansing oil will help to break up anything that's on your face, oil, sebum, makeup, sunscreen. And then the water-based cleanser will help to remove all of that from deep within your pores. So first is cleansing. Second, you want to go in with a serum. The reason I recommend going in with a serum before like a moisturizer, for example, is serums have really concentrated ingredients that operate best when they can be fully absorbed in the pores. So if you're using like an oil control serum or a niacinamide serum or a, you know, um, anti-premature aging serum, whatever it may be, um, I always recommend applying that right after cleansing because it'll help to make sure that nothing is obstructing those active ingredients from getting deep into your pores. Next, you want to go in with your moisturizer. So um, whether that be, you know, a really rich moisturizer, if you have drier skin, a gel moisturizer, if you have oilier skin, I always recommend following up after a serum with a moisturizer. And then finally, sunscreen. Now that is the one rule that I will like always stand by. Sunscreen should always be the very last step of your skincare routine, always. The reason why you don't wanna apply a serum or a moisturizer afterwards is that sunscreen formulas are very tricky and you have to apply them in a very precise way in order to ensure that you're getting the proper protection. And if you're applying a moisturizer or a serum on afterwards, that can actually mess with and break up the formula of the sunscreen on your face, which makes it way less effective. And I know that applying sunscreen is always the most enjoyable step, particularly as the last step. Like I used to be that person that would mix like my moisturizer and my sunscreen together, but you don't wanna do that um, because 
sunscreen is the most important step of the skincare routine and you want to make sure that nothing is compromising the effectiveness of the formula to properly protect your skin from sun damage so that should always be last that's the general guidelines when it comes to like specific ingredients and you know how people say like different thickness of products determines when you should apply it I honestly don't really subscribe to that um, because at the end of the day everything is you know being put on your skin and will be active on your skin but I do recommend following that general order in order to see the best results. Becca asked a good question. She asked, what is a retinoid purge? Now, purging is a really tricky and kind of complicated topic, but here's kind of like a general overview. A purge is when your skin is essentially getting used to a retinoid, a retinol, um, you know, whatever it may be, whether it's regular retinol or retinoic acid or tretinoin, it's the stage of your skin kind of getting used to it and purging out any um, blockages in your pores, um, your skin kind of becoming accustomed to that powerful of an ingredient being put on your skin. But here's the thing about purging. A lot of people think that like purging is <clears throat> kind of a normal thing that happens to your skin frequently, or it's something that lasts for a long time, but that is not true. If you do experience a purge, um, which isn't super likely, but it does happen, it should only last like maximum one week before your skin goes back to normal. Um, and the reason why your skin purges is just because they're really strong ingredients in comparison to other ingredients out there. So your skin is kind of like, whoa, what is going on? What's happening? And it may put up a little bit of a fuss. But after one week, if you are still experiencing a purge, that is not actually a purge. That is skin sensitivity, skin reaction. That's your skin communicating to you that like, hey, this ingredient is not good for my skin. It's way too strong. It's way too intense. And that's your skin basically telling you that you need to use like a gentler formula. So for example, um, if you guys know Differin, that's a really popular drugstore product that <clears throat> was previously a prescription retinoid, um, but is now available to the public. Uh, when I use Differin, my skin always breaks out. It's not something that just happens for a little bit. Like my skin will just consistently break out whenever I try it. No matter how long I kind of take in between application, my skin will always freak out. And that is not purging. That is a skin sensitivity, a skin reaction. My skin cannot handle Differin. So it's important that you be aware of that and that purging should not be lasting longer. And if you are noticing that purging is continuing, you need to use a gentler formula. Find a really gentle introductory retinol product that you can use. I always recommend the selfless one the retinol rainbow algae repair serum because it's from what I've been able to find one of the most if not the most gentle retinol formulas on the market which is great if you have more sensitive skin if you're wanting to introduce your skin to retinol you know to something you haven't used before find a gentler formula and then if you're noticing that you're still seeing that reaction then retinol retinoids just might not be a good fit for you or it could be good to go to a dermatologist so that's my overall thought on purging I know you'll see a lot of conflicting opinions about purging out there but from what I've seen from so many different dermatologists that is the general recommendation that they make Okay, the next question is also related to retinol. Angela asked, I didn't know you shouldn't put retinol on damp skin. 
is this true? Now, a lot of people don't know this, and this is actually something that I only learned, like, I think like a year or two ago. Um, I've seen a lot of dermatologists talk about why you shouldn't put retinol on damp skin. And it's not necessarily like a rule. It doesn't necessarily mean like your skin will be super damaged and all this bad stuff will happen. It's more so a way of ensuring that your skin doesn't become sensitized. The reason why putting retinol on damp skin is not good and you want to wait until you have dry skin is because water molecules essentially bind to retinol and make it penetrate the skin way deeper than a retinol typically would on dry skin. And the deeper the retinol penetrates your skin, the stronger it's going to be. So for most people, this is going to make your skin react in a way that is probably going to sensitize it, make it more red, make it more irritated because the formula is just working way stronger than it normally would if you are applying it on dry skin. Um, the reason I say it's like not necessarily bad is because a lot of people's skin can say handle uh, kind of the stronger dose of retinol, but I'd say in general, you don't want to do this because <clears throat> stronger isn't, sorry, I don't know why my throat is a little dry, guys. It kind of sounds like a little raspy, a little sexy. <laughs> um, I hope I'm not sick. <laughs> no, I think it's just because I'm like, up late and I've been filming a lot of videos, so my voice is going through it. But a stronger formula or a stronger, more powerful results isn't always a good thing. You want to make sure that you are getting a good dose of a good, strong, powerful ingredient, but not so strong that it's too much for your skin to handle because then your skin can react in a negative way. And the thing about like redness and irritation and sensitivity is that that shit adds up over time. That will lead to skin damage. That will lead to more problems like premature aging and dark spots. And you just don't want to deal with all that stuff. So after you cleanse your face and when you're ready to apply your retinol, make sure that your skin is totally dry before applying it to your skin in order to see the best, safest, and, you know, most beneficial results. Magali, or Magali, I'm not sure how to pronounce your name, I'm sorry. She asked, Hiram, what do you think of Biosance? Um, this is a good question. I actually did a previous... I think full video review of Biosance called The Truth About Biosance. Overall, I think they're a great brand. I really, really like their formulas. Um, I think they're pretty innovative in the way that they use squalane, which I think is one of the best oils out there in order to ensure that your skin is properly retaining moisture and not drying out and increasing premature aging and dryness. Um, I will say their formulas are on the higher end side. They're definitely more of a luxury brand. I think their products range from like $45 to $70, which as more and more products and brands come out that are on the affordable side, I find myself tending to kind of recommend products around that price point less and less frequently, but I really like their products. I've talked about them in so many videos, like their lightweight gel cream moisturizer is really good. I love their rich moisturizer as well. Good for overnight application in order to make sure that your skin stays super moisturized. Some of their products do contain fragrant essential oils, um, like tea tree oil and uh, citrus oils, I believe, which I'm not crazy about, but for their like core products, like their moisturizer, I really am a fan of them and I think they offer like a really innovative approach to skincare and formulate really beautiful products. So overall, I do like them. But if you want to see my full thoughts, go watch my video review on the brand overall. 
Lacey asked an interesting question. She said, I've been skipping steps in the morning to only sunscreen. Is this okay? And I'm going to be real controversial, y'all, and just give my honest opinion. I actually don't think there's anything wrong with this, but it depends on your skin. So when it comes to a daytime skincare routine, the main thing I think you should be concerned about is just protecting your skin. And the fact that you're using sunscreen is like music to my ears because if you were to eliminate all your other steps in a skincare routine, I would just want you to make sure that you are using a sunscreen. You don't need to use anything else at the end of the day. But of course, it does come down to your skincare routine at night and what skin type you have. If you have really, really dry skin, I don't think it's necessary to use a cleanser in the morning because that can actually overly strip your skin. Um, and when it comes to like moisturizer, a sunscreen is essentially a moisturizer. It needs moisturizing. The majority of sunscreens need moisturizing agents for the sunscreen ingredients to bind to in order to make sure that it can be properly spread across your face absorbed by your skin all that good stuff and so that's why like a moisturizer and sunscreen isn't always necessarily but I'd say if you do have dry skin it would be a good idea to use a moisturizer during the day but I say all of this heavily relying on the reality that you would need to be having a really good nighttime skincare routine. So maybe you only use sunscreen during the day, but at night it is important that you're using a cleanser. I think it is important that you are using powerful serums to help treat any concerns you have in your skin or to fight off damage, a really good moisturizer overnight. If you're doing all those things, then I'd say it's fine if you only use a sunscreen during the day. Um, but of course, during the morning, I would always recommend doing at least a four-step skincare routine. However, if you are just going to do one product, definitely the sunscreen. You're getting the most protection you can from using that product. And the rest is kind of like, you know, you can save it for your nighttime skincare routine. Aditya asked, is Selfless by Hiram coming out with a sunscreen? Uh, it pains me to say this. I know you guys have been asking for a sunscreen for so long and trust sunscreen was literally the first product that I wanted the line to come out with, but sunscreen formulation is really tricky. We have tried formulating a few and just haven't found the right balance of proper protection and really elegant formula. And we had to press pause. Um, Selfless has gone through some changes. Like we left Sephora and we're now at Target, which has been a whole process. There's been a lot of changes going on behind the scenes that have taken a lot of time and energy. And we just haven't had the bandwidth to really focus on sunscreen right now. It's something I definitely want to release in the future. But as of right now, we had to press pause on it. And, you know, if you know sunscreen formulation, you know that it's super expensive. It's super time consuming. Getting the approvals takes years. It's a very, very lengthy process. And I trust like sunscreen is the product that I want to release to you guys. But as of right now, it is kind of in a little bit of a tricky area. So trying to work through that. I wish I had better news for y'all, but that's just an update on the selfless sunscreen situation. And I hope we can come to you guys with one in the near future, but I'll keep you updated and let you guys know. The next question is from Serena, a really good one. She asked, for someone who never took care of their skin, what do I start doing? I'm 31, by the way. And I just want to say, 
I am so freaking proud of you for starting a skincare routine. It is never too late to start one. The earlier you start, the better. And I'm super proud that you're taking control of your skin and doing whatever you can to try and start taking care of it. I think that's wonderful and definitely should be celebrated. Um, so don't worry. I know the whole world of skincare can seem super complicated. There's so many ingredients and it's very confusing to know like what to do. Excuse me. <laughs> what to start with. And I always recommend just starting with the basic first four steps. I think like the perfect skincare routine really only needs four steps and you can build on it from there. But the main ones is cleansing, treatment, moisturizing, sunscreen, and I'll break them down. Cleansing is just to make sure you're getting all the dirt and all the extra sebum and oil on your skin, the makeup, the sunscreen off of your skin. It's a necessary part of your skincare routine, especially in order to prevent things like breakouts um, and acne. It's just a necessary step that you want to do every morning and every night. For the second step, treatment, which is my, I'd say, personal favorite part of the skincare routine, that is like serums or different products that have active ingredients like exfoliants or retinol or ingredients that help to repair your moisture barrier, things that help with probably the main concerns that you're wanting to start taking care of in your skin. So if you struggle with dark spots, if you struggle with premature aging, um, fine lines and wrinkles, acne, breakouts, dryness, uh, redness, sensitivity, any of that kind of stuff, that's what the step of the skincare routine can help with. And I recommend going in with a good serum. Uh, if you're starting out, like find a simple serum, like a niacinamide serum or something that helps with oiliness or even like a good basic retinol. Um, I recommend doing that as kind of like your introduction to the whole world of skincare. And I feel like within the treatment step, there's like the most options in terms of experimentation but just start easy find a good serum that um, you can start integrating into your routine and then third is moisturizer now with a moisturizer you want to make sure you know your skin type and if you're curious about any of this stuff I have a whole skincare 101 series on my channel that you can watch where I break down everything show you how to use each of the products which ones you should look for but with moisturizer you really want to know if you have oilier skin or dry skin if you have oily skin I recommend using a very lightweight gel cream moisturizer that doesn't feel too heavy on the skin and isn't going to make you look too greasy throughout the day. If you have dry skin, I recommend using a thicker, richer cream that feels very like rich on your skin to help uh, make sure that your skin stays properly moisturized and hydrated throughout the day. And then lastly, the most important step, sunscreen, which is necessary for everyone. I know there's so many people who think they're excluded from using a sunscreen, but everyone out there should use a sunscreen. Um, that's just to make sure your skin is protected from really every single issue out there because 90% of premature aging is due to sun exposure alone. And sun exposure will only make problems like dark spots and uh, of course, premature aging, but also breakouts, acne sensitivity, it's going to make them all way, way, way worse. So finding a good sunscreen that you like is really important. If you want any of product recommendations, like I could go on forever, I honestly will just point you in the direction of my videos. 
either the skincare 101 series or you can watch uh, the best of 2022. I did each product category and my tried and true favorite products um, at any price range for each of those steps. But just start with those four steps. Focus on getting consistent with them. If it's hard for you to get into a routine, just start using one product at a time, like start with sunscreen and then start using moisturizer and serum, work your way from there. But um, yeah, that'll help to make sure that your skin is taken care of. Um, don't get too many products at once. That's always my biggest recommendation to anyone who is starting in a skincare routine. You don't need to start with eight steps. And it's probably likely that if you start with eight steps, you're not going to be consistent with it and you're not going to follow through. And the most important thing when it comes to skincare is consistency. You're not going to see overnight results. You need to be very consistent with it, but that's what will be able to help. I hope that clears things up a little bit for you. But like I said before, I'm so proud of you for starting now with taking care of your skin. Your future self is going to look back and thank you very much for what you're doing right now. So I'm proud of you. Burke asks, what are your favorite lip oils? Now, I'm going to be 100% honest. I am not an avid user of lip oils. I honestly would rather, I mean, here's the thing. My lips are perpetually extremely dry. It is the one part of my face that, man, it seems like nothing really works super well. I mean, there's a few products that do work, which I will recommend in a second, but my lips are the hardest area of my face to keep consistently moisturized. And lip oils, while they feel very nice, in my opinion, they don't perform super, super well. And I would rather use like a rich balm that has sealant ingredients to really help seal in that moisture. And I don't think lip oils do that as well. And a lot of lip oils tend to contain irritants and ingredients that I'm not really a fan of. So I'll be honest, I'm not an avid lip oil user. I am, however, an avid user of so many different lip balms because I'm always on the search to find a really good lip balm. Honestly, the long-term goal is to be able to make like a deep dive video where I recommend all the best lip balms out there, but I'll be 100% honest, there's like three that I use consistently that work pretty well, but beyond that, every other ones I've tried are just kind of like, eh, they're just okay. Um, but here are the three I recommend. First, the Glossier Balm.com. I overall am not like the biggest Glossier fan, but their balms are so freaking good. And it's one of the only products that consistently works super well to keep my lips moisturized and hydrated. I recommend the fragrance free one. Um, or if you're okay with fragrance, the mango one does like smell really nice, but um, I would recommend the fragrance free one. Um, secondly, Tatcha Kisu Lip Mask. It is very luxurious. It is a high price point item, I will be honest, but it is the one that I can consistently use. I only have to apply it a few times a day versus like a regular lip balm where I would need to apply it like 15 times a day. Um, it is so good. One of those little jars lasts freaking forever. Um, I think I've, since I discovered it like a few years ago, I've only gone entirely through like two jars which is saying something like it lasts a really long time. So definitely recommend that one too. If you're okay with spending 
<clears throat> a little bit more money on a lip balm. And then finally, if you want something super affordable, the CeraVe healing ointment always comes through and works pretty well for my lips. Um, but here's a hack as well. If your lip balm is not performing to the level that you want it to, use a rich moisturizer that you have. Like if you're someone with dry skin, use a really rich cream moisturizer, apply it on your lips first, and then apply the balm after, because that'll help to make sure that your skin, uh, stays moisturized longer because a lip balm will only kind of be a sealant by putting a moisturizer underneath it'll just help to ensure that your lips get as much moisture as they possibly can so i hope that answers your question i know they're not lip oils but like i said before i have yet to find a lip oil where i'm like wow that works most lip oils i've applied within like i don't know 30 minutes an hour my lips are already super dry and i have to go in with a balm anyway so hopefully that's helpful Next, Layla asks, this is a good question. She said, which is your favorite, niacinamide, retinol, salicylic acid, or hyaluronic acid? Ugh. Oh boy, this one will like, even when I was reading this, I was like, bitch, I don't know. <laughs> like, I love all those ingredients. I mean, I'd say hyaluronic acid. I'm kind of like, uh, it's whatever. Um, but the rest of the ingredients are good ass ingredients. Ugh. It is really hard for me to choose. I mean, I'll say when it comes to what I'm recommending to you guys, niacinamide, 100%. I love niacinamide because it helps with so many different concerns, basically like every concern out there, but it's really well tolerated by every skin type. So no matter like how sensitive your skin, the majority of people will respond really positively to niacinamide and it can work alongside pretty much any ingredient out there. It's a really, really good one. Um, I'd say for myself probably retinol. I'll just be honest. Retinol is the most transformative. It's one of the most researched ingredients out there for helping to um, repair serious damage in the skin. And with my skin, I have a predisposition to aging really quickly. That's the whole reason I first got into skincare was because I, when I was, you know, like 16, 17 years old, I already had um, deep set lines on my face. So that's always been a big concern for me. And retinol is the only reason that my skin has, excuse me, man, I'm very burpy. I think it's from the coffee. Um, it's the only reason my skin has stayed somewhat okay as I have gotten older because guaranteed my skin would not look like this if I didn't use retinol. So that is probably my hero ingredient, but it's so hard because I use salicylic acid like every day. I love niacinamide. It has to be in my routine. Um, so that, that's a tricky one. Good question. All those ingredients are good though. In my opinion, like you should be using all of those. Kayla asked, what is the best to help with dark under eyes? Um, so this is a tricky one because dark circles are just a really difficult area of the face to really help with. And I will say you first need to determine whether you have genetic dark circles or whether your dark circles have come from your lifestyle. So for example, my dark circles, um, they come from my lifestyle, like lack of sleep, stress, uh, you know, maybe not like eating the best, uh, but mostly lack of sleep and stress. So I never used to have like dark circles, but now I like somewhat do. Um, but some people out there have genetic under eye dark circles. And with that, the only thing that can really help with that, first of all, if you have genetic dark circles, I don't think you need 
um, to do anything to help with them. But uh, the only things that can really help with that are like treatments like plastic surgery or um, cosmetic treatments that a dermatologist would provide. But if you don't have genetic ones, then I would recommend vitamin C for the under eye area. It's been super effective for helping me with my dark circles. My favorite product is the Peter Thomas Roth Potency Serum. It is very expensive. The most expensive product I use but it's super powerful, helps a lot to keep my dark circles in control. Um, retinol is also really beneficial because it helps to, fight, uh, to fade hyperpigmentation. Niacinamide is also beneficial as well. But I'd say the most, like the best thing you can do is to adjust your lifestyle. And this is really ironic coming from me because I do not lead the healthiest lifestyle. I will be 100% honest. But if you've noticed that dark circles have come um, to appear on your face, then I'd recommend making sure that your sleep schedule is okay, that your stress levels are all right, um, that you're taking care of those things because that will be the most impactful in ensuring that your dark circles keep at bay. And even for me, when I get consistent sleep, like right now, like for the past few months, I've been doing a really good job of keeping consistent with my sleep schedule and my dark circles are like so much better than what they used to be. Even when I was using treatments, um, when I was not getting sleep, it, they were just always there. Um, so definitely work on those lifestyle changes if you can. And then those ingredients will also be really beneficial. Karen asked, how can I get rid of 10 years worth of acne scars? I'm just going to be a hundred percent honest, Karen. I don't think that after this many years, going by having those acne scars that over-the-counter products or ingredients are going to work. Acne scars is one of the most difficult, if not the most difficult form of skin damage to repair because it's so deep set in the skin. Um, at this point, after 10 years, I would recommend getting like a laser treatment from a dermatologist. They're incredibly transformative, really powerful, particularly for anyone who struggles with acne scarring. Um, I don't you know, you can definitely try over-the-counter products. I would recommend the Selfless Retinol Serum because we specifically formulated it with acne, the appearance of acne scarring in mind. So definitely give it a shot. Uh, but I would say after this many years, it would be most beneficial and probably cost-effective to do a laser treatment. Laser treatments are by no means cheap, but if you're going to be spending the next few years buying a shit ton of products to try and fade your acne scars, I think for the long run, it would be much better to get a treatment because it's going to be way more powerful, way more transformative and help you get rid of those scarrings or at least minimize them after this many years worth of damage being on your skin. So it's, it's not, you know, the most fun response, but I'll just be 100% honest. I think that would be the best solution for you. Sarah asked, what are some lower price point products to help with redness? So this is a good question. Um, honestly, when I think redness and sensitivity in the skin, the immediate ingredient that comes to mind is niacinamide. It's one of the best for reducing um, redness and sensitivity, helping repair your moisture barrier. So if you're wanting a really, really affordable one, there's of course the ordinary niacinamide serum. The Inkey List also has a niacinamide serum too. Um, a lot more affordable products nowadays have niacinamide in them. So I'd say just look for that ingredient on any product you're using. Um, if you're really wanting like a powerhouse product to help really combat that skin sensitivity and redness. The Create Beauty Great Barrier Relief is a great one. It is a little, I mean, it's, I think $26, $28. So it is on the higher price point, but it 
is the most like powerful transformative product that I've used to help really keep redness in control. Um, but if you want something lower price point than that, then definitely the ordinary is one of the most affordable out there. The inky list, of course, super affordable as well. And just look for anything with, um, niacinamide also look for products that have oat extract the avino line has some really good products with their calm and restore line like the oat serum or the moisturizer to help with that that you can find at like target and other drug stores um i'm trying to think if there's anything else I mean, mainly just look for those ingredients. That's the best thing that you can do to help combat that when it comes to finding like a really affordable product. Definitely look for those. Oh, also the e.l.f. Happy Hydration Cream is a good one to help reduce redness and sensitivity. And then for the final question, Mel asked, is your skincare line anti-aging? If not, any recommendations? So um, I'm just going to address this real quick. It's not something like I've talked about a whole lot, but I do want to bring it up just to put it out there. Um, I'm personally not a huge fan of the term anti-aging because I don't think there's any shame in aging. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Aging is natural. Um, and like for me, like with like my smile lines and stuff, they are starting to appear. And I personally don't mind them because it's like, it's a sign that I was happy, you know? Um, so when it comes to like anti-aging, um, I do believe in products that help to prevent premature aging because you don't want to age too quickly because that's a sign that your skin is struggling and going through some damage. Um, but in, in my opinion, no product out there is technically anti-aging because whatever we do, no matter what we do, we will age. <laughs> um, I'd say like the only thing that's like truly anti-aging is like cosmetic procedures like Botox and plastic surgery. But anyway, that's a whole tangent. Um, I would say that yes. So, um, selfless does include ingredients that work to help prevent premature aging. The primary product is the retinol serum that I've been talking about. The reason why retinol is one of the most powerful ingredients out there to help fight premature aging and repair any damage in your skin like premature aging as well. So that would definitely be the product, um, to go to, especially if you're new to, those types of products that have like powerful ingredients like retinol definitely recommend the retinol serum because it's very gentle but still will give you the results that you're looking for um but even besides that i'd say just in general for products look for first really rich moisturizers that you can use overnight because moisturizing is pretty critical for helping to fight against premature aging um, i think slugging is a great option i love using the cerave healing ointment overnight it's like a thick sludge you apply on your face that helps to trap in moisture because our skin losing water uh, is one of the fastest ways that aging is accelerated so Definitely slugging is something I'd recommend with a petrolatum based product like the CeraVe healing ointment or fragrance free Vaseline. I'd also write. I'd also recommend exfoliation. In my opinion, the perfect way to combat. Uh, premature aging is to make sure that you're frequently using retinol, but also frequently exfoliating the skin because retinol will help to bring new baby skin cells to the surface and exfoliation will help to get rid of those dead skin cells so that the baby skin cells can shine through on your skin. So I recommend doing both like three times a week. I typically will use this syncopation of like one night using retinol, the next night exfoliating, the next night 
just moisturizing and then repeating that pattern. Um, And retinol, sorry, and exfoliants can come in many different products. I personally recommend going for more gentle exfoliants like PHAs, mandelic acid, um, you know, even... I don't know, lactic acid, just to be a little bit more on the gentle side. But if you want something that's really powerful, then glycolic acid is a good option if you're wanting something really, really strong. Um, but yeah, finding a good exfoliant that you can use overnight is great to use alongside a retinol. Don't use them at the same time. Never mix the two together. But if you're following kind of that pattern, that in my experience has been the way I've been able to resolve a lot of my premature aging and hold off, you know, any more premature aging and definitely what I'd recommend for you as well. So hopefully that's helpful. And those are all the questions that I have for today's And those are all the questions that I have for today, guys. Wow, we really breezed through those. It did not feel like 45 minutes has gone by, but I guess it has. Um, Thank you to everyone who asked these questions. If you have more questions, I will be posting on my Instagram, sourcing from you guys. So please go follow me there so that you can submit your questions for the next episode that I'm doing. If you aren't aware, I am doing these videos every month. I figured it'd just be really fun as a way to connect with you guys and make sure that all your skincare concerns are getting taken care of. for me to, you know, be posting these once a month. So make sure you tune into the next one. And if you want more responses to other skincare questions, listen to the last episode from last month, um, because I did an episode just like this for that one. Uh, I guess I apparently had too much coffee because I'm feeling pretty energized and it is already 1am. So wish me luck, y'all. I don't know when I'm going to be going to sleep and it's a Sunday night and I have meetings tomorrow. But, you know, hopefully... I'll be able to fall asleep sometime soon. Anyway, (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 on Odyssey Studio. New episodes out every Thursday, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube channel as well if you want to see me and interact with other people in the comment section. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Mwah.